Welcome to the Liberty Moms Show. We are so glad that you have chosen to join us today. And we have an important and fun topic we're going to be talking about. Um, We hope you're having a great day and that this will add to your day. This is Pamela Smith, and I'm here with Chris Kimball. And we are the Liberty Moms, as we said, and we have a guest today. His name is Pastor Jesse. He is from the Ogden area, and we want to welcome you, Jesse, to our show today. Thank you for joining us. Well, great. It's my pleasure. I'm so, so glad you're having me. Yeah. Well, you know, we have been working, this is Pamela, and I. we have been working together for the about going on five years now in, in a beautiful ministry in Ogden that we call the Park Family Ministry. And can you just tell us what you've been doing at longer than I've been involved? Can you just give us the background of what you have been doing and why you started it? Well, you know, uh, Pamela, uh, first off, uh, the homeless and the destitute and those that are on that are going through dire straits, the Lord has always placed those folks upon my heart. And initially, he wanted me to go to the park, uh, the park that was centrally located right in Ogden, which is called uh, Christmas Village Park. And he just wanted me to begin to feed who was over there and to share the gospel with them. So and uh, uh, we actually started that in August of 2013. And one of the things that the Lord would, you know, kind of speak to my spirit and tell me is he would say, Jesse, when you go to the park and you're feeding my people, I want you to tell them, first of all, tell them that I want them. You tell them that I want them. And second of all, and this is more, this is the most important, you tell them, that I love them. He said, you make sure that every time you go to the park, you always let them know they are loved unconditionally by me. And so that's kind of what we started to do. And thank God he, he sent folks like you and, and Brad and Andre and uh, uh, so many others who have been so faithful and who have been so diligent in sharing that message. You know, that is an amazing message because, and that's one that I can attest has been shared with them and every single week that we come. And we also have people that share music. They come and sing praises and your son has been involved in in sharing messages of hope and joy. And then what we, what called upon my heart when we went, actually, um, you spoke of Andre Malin. He is was my neighbor, and he actually invited us to join in one Christmas 
you were doing the big Christmas celebration. And it, the, I felt like the Lord called upon my heart to, um, I participated in, in helping to feed them. And again, we provided some music. But the food, I thought, man, these people, it was freezing cold. I had my snowsuit on, my best boots, and within two hours, I was frozen solid from the inside out, I felt. And these people were in very scant, you know, <laughs> tennis shoes, some with, with socks, some without socks, and they were so happy to be there. And I thought, I could learn a lot from the homeless people, and I really wanted to do something myself and that's how we kind of connected i just asked if we could help and you were generous to let me come in and it has been a great partnership where i can organize food and you provide the message because you know really when people are hungry they can't hear the message as well and i can see the importance that you put upon you know you're feeding their souls and you, you fed them, too. You were feeding them the way you could before I did. But I, since we've come, a, a lot of volunteers have connected, and they feed them a really amazing meal. Some of the homeless have said, wow, this is what you guys would take to your own family reunions. And it's true. It is yeah. high-quality prepared food, um, and yeah. they really can feel the love behind it. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I think that's really been one of the saving graces is that we have volunteers that are giving from the inside out. In other words, they are giving from their hearts. And so when our folks are in the park, and we call them our park family, when they're actually able to come to the park, uh, most of the time we're, we're averaging around 200 folks each and every Sunday. Uh, during the summertime, we're, we're, we're up close to 250. I, I think the real saving grace is the fact that they are served food with love and with care. And it's like the old saying that says people really don't know, uh, people really don't care how much you uh, know until they know how much you care. I think it's the care. I think it's the love that our volunteers show that continues to allow our people to continue to come back. It's, it's not just the amazing, healthy, tasty food, but I think it's the spirit of love that they feel each and every Sunday that they come to the park. And they, and they can actually feel that care. And when you care for someone, that's something that you cannot fake. I mean, uh, either we have it or we don't. And we have been so blessed to have volunteers who come to the park and who have that caring attitude in their spirit. And that is such a blessing. I mean, it is. we have folks who, yeah, and, and our volunteers, they are so uh, quick to give kind words. They are speaking positive words over our park family members. And uh, it's been a real blessing, it's been a real joy. You know, it's really interesting when you look them in the eyes, they they are surprised at times. That's what I've noticed. And if you remember their name, man, they think they they really are, are just, it, it's a different relationship. And so oh, yes. what I have loved about that is, um, you know, we, we, we share clothes, we share food, and we share hope yeah. and the love of oh, the Lord. Yeah. Um, 
but but in the last few months, we have had a change, and I think I think that we should go over that. I know that everyone's experienced change, but I know that some of the volunteers that have helped coordinate have thought, well, maybe we should just stop. And some of our volunteers have said, you know what, this isn't a good time for me. And I totally understand it. But then there have been other groups that have... Um, stepped up and said, man, at this time, we want to do it for sure. Can we step in? And so what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, well go over the mechanics we, of what we've gone through as leaders, but um, it, isn't that interesting how some have shrunk be, and, and some of their circumstances have certainly changed and they haven't been able to give, but the Park family has been very grateful for it. You know, you know, uh, Pamela, the the things that I hear just about every single Sunday that we are in the park is I constantly hear our park family, they're, they're telling me things like this. They're saying, you know what, Pastor Jesse, I, you have no idea how much of a blessing you are to us. You guys literally make our entire week. We look forward to coming out here. I've had so many people just walk up to me and say, we are so hungry we are so glad that you guys are here. I've had so many of our park family members say, you know what, I really needed to hear what you said today. I am so happy that you have people who are willing to be with us out here, and here it is, you know, five degrees, and you guys are out here, and you're serving us hot meals. Here it is, it's 100-plus degrees, and you guys are out here, serving us meals. You guys are bringing us clothing, shoes, boots, tents. You know, you guys are just here and you didn't have to be here. These are things that our people are telling me each and every Sunday. And one of the things that I am so excited about our volunteers is the fact that our park family members are leaving there with not only full tummies, but with full spirits. You know, I... I think we're probably one of the very few places where they're actually able to come and just about get everything that they desire in terms of food. I mean, I mean, no one leaves there hungry unless obviously they come way late and we've given all the food away. We're going to we're coming up on the break. Stay with us because we're going to talk about some more miracles that have just happened to us in the last few weeks. Stay with us through the break. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. Um, we're here with Pastor Jesse from the Park Family Ministry in Ogden, Utah. And this is Pamela Smith. And I'm here with Chris Kimball. And we are talking to Pastor Jesse about his ministry and what is, I, I wanted to shift gears and kind of go into what has happened in the last two months. Because about, we, we, kind of were going stealth for a little bit and just continuing. Even though there was the recommendation that we only have 50, we decided to divide into two lines so we could divide people up, spread them out. But we actually had um, 
some concerns. And actually, I think it was one of our homeless people who is who wanted to, I don't know, for whatever reason, create a stir, was calling and complaining that we were still meeting. And so, and actually, it started with one of the volunteers who was providing the meal was starting to get some pushback from peers. And so I got a call one day and she, my, the girl that helps me coordinate said, I think we better not do it. And for me, it was like, so far, I hadn't felt any inkling to start quitting when I felt like the homeless needed us more than ever. And so I, I thought, no, I'm not going to quit. Let's just keep simplify. Maybe, we need to change a few things, but anyway, I uh, was told that the the they had a meeting in Weber County, and they said they were going to press charges if we showed up. And so I had a feeling to call Randy Watt, who I'd met many years ago, who is the police chief, and he I invited him to actually come, and he he actually agreed to come. And he helped us there when we showed up that day. One of the homeless people was upset that we were still doing it. And so he called the police and police showed up. And Randy Watt was so generous in helping us smooth that over. And so we moved forward for another week or so. And so, um, but Pastor Jesse, maybe you can enlighten us what happened because we were watching on the news that in other cities in Canada, there was a pastor who was actually given a huge fine for feeding the homeless. And um, other pastors for congregating were being arrested. So what were your thoughts at that time, Pastor Jesse? You know, Pamela, we, we are just so blessed to serve a, a loving God. Uh, I mean... The very fact that you and Brett had met Randy years ago was not just a mere accident. And the very fact that uh, you listened to the Holy Spirit to have you call Randy and kind of explain to him the situation. And he was so gracious to come on out to the park and uh, kind of see exactly what we were doing and how we were doing it. And uh, he was very impressed with uh, the fact that we were making sure all of the protocols were met and that things were being done in a safe manner and that, more importantly, people were being encouraged and they were being fed, not only physically but spiritually as well. And to uh, uh, have you be able to call him up and to... Uh, have him be gracious enough to come on out there and just to kind of experience it for himself. That was a very, very huge blessing for all of us. And then uh, shortly after Randy came there, we had the uh, 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 Ashley came out to the park. She's the activities coordinator, and she was able to kind of see for herself what was going on, how we were doing things, and how we were making sure that all the protocols were were met and, and and that folks were being blessed to be able to have uh, a nice full meal. And I think that was huge. And they were able to see that when you're homeless and you're destitute, one of the best things that you can do 
is to not only get a, uh, uh, a full belly, but also to receive words of encouragement. You have hope. And I think they were able to see that. And uh, as a result, we were designated as a essential uh, service. And so many of us were blessed because of that. And uh, as a result, we have been able to carry on. And even in the midst of this uh, uh, virus, our volunteers are still bringing food to the fact that folks are getting full. Uh, they're actually able to take food home with them as well. I mean, uh, uh, last Sunday, I, I, I think we really witnessed that. Not only were all of the people fed properly, but again, just about everybody who came was able to take home food with them. So I, I, I think uh, in spite of all of the pushback that's happening in other parts of the world, we were certainly blessed, and we have been blessed, and we are continuing to be blessed uh, because the Lord has sent us people who are influential, folks who are gracious, and folks who are very giving. So we definitely have been blessed, and we, we know that the Lord is going to continue to bless us. And uh, this is definitely uh, not an accident. It is part of God's will. And uh, we are certainly blessed because of it. I think that's one of the main things I have learned in the last two months. I would totally wholeheartedly agree with you that amidst governments trying to usurp powers, that the Lord has liberated many of us from the entanglements of government that have um, sought to shut things down for for whatever reason what when when a hole is being met by complete volunteers who are donating everything that they have i think the entanglements of government have been a real big challenge for all of us as we are seeing them surface through the health department you know we've given uh, statutes that have allowed health department unelected people to have power we have also seen amidst this the miracles of God springing forth. And truly, when we heard that we were considered essential, I felt right before that time. And, and it didn't just happen. Um, when I was going to call Randy Watt, I definitely asked Pastor Jesse and my family and, and some closely affiliated people to please pray for me because it was, it was a little bit scary to go before somebody and ask for mercy, because that's what I felt like. They said they would be um, taking lawful measures against us. And when Pastor Jesse was going to talk to the Ashley, we all bowed down, you know, before the Lord in prayer. And I think taking it to the heavenly courts, no matter what our challenges are, is really an important thing. We're, we're just winding down. Do you have something that you can offer, Pastor Jesse, for those who maybe are looking for opportunities to serve? Well, you know, in about the, 30 seconds. The, okay. One of the beautiful things, Pamela, is the fact, we've talked about this many times, is that we uh, who are the volunteers, we are the ones who leave with a greater blessing. It is such a blessing to see those who are in need. 
lead with their belly full, lead with hope in their hearts. But ultimately, we are the ones, the volunteers, who lead there with the greater blessing. So if we have folks out there who would like to join us in, in helping, we would be more than happy to have you. Absolutely. You know what? Thank you so much. Thank you for setting the example in Ogden. Um, it has changed, I think, the culture of that community in a big way, far, far more reaching than we can even imagine and measure. So thank you, Pastor Jesse, for all you do. We'll continue. If any of you drive by on a Sunday, feel free to stop by and, and shake a few hands and, and thank them for coming. Welcome to the Liberty Moms Show, part of the Loving Liberty Network. Liberty Moms are the defenders of the home front, the real secretaries of defense and education when it comes to their children, family, and community. I'm Chris Kimball, co-hosting today along with Pamela Smith. And we're excited that you have um, decided to listen in today. We've had a great discussion earlier with Pastor Jesse from the is it the Rock Park Church? The Park Family Ministry. Oh, gosh, I'm way off. Park Family Ministries up in Ogden. And wow, I loved hearing your interview, Pamela, because there's a lot of um, unintended consequences when people in, um, in offices around board rooms, around a board table, make decisions that they think are good based on a hypothesis of a model that has never been done before. And we just got to hear the unintended consequences when we shut down our communities to everyone, not just those that are sick and those that are compromised, but to all individuals. You know? Absolutely. And it gives us opportunity to have unrighteous dominion because once you give somebody a little bit of power, then they think they're in charge and they, they aren't able to see the bigger picture and they start making decisions based on theoretic training that they may have had that we don't know where that stems from. And man, it can be very dangerous to the individual so, rights of others. So Pamela, when we finished up, were, is there a, were they able to get our listeners, if our listeners wanted to reach out and help, and listeners don't have to live in the Ogden area, they can live anywhere, if they wanted to donate money, or if they lived close enough and wanted to help or donate food, how would they do that? Do you know what? There is a Park Family Church Facebook page. I don't think it gets a lot of traffic, but if you were to go there and message Pastor Jesse from there and ask him through the Park Family Church, I, I that would be a really good way of getting hold of, of him 
Let me let me see if it is on while you can continue. Okay. Um, but well, I will get that information and, and actually message and then we'll share that. Okay, great. I wanted to segue to some news that happened earlier in the week on uh, Monday. There's a, a local legislator, a lawmaker here in Utah who, who came out and became rather vocal about the way Utah handled the coronavirus. And he is coming from a place of inside knowledge. He was part of the, or is part of the COVID-19 community task force. So he's part of that group of individuals who are hearing firsthand, first information um, from the health department, from hospitals, from uh, the NGO, which we know from the White House, all of this information that's coming into the state of Utah. And he came out and said that he thinks that the state of Utah needs to admit that they overreacted about the coronavirus and that that we need to completely reopen the economy here in Utah. And I, for one, was way excited to hear about that. And he also went to his Facebook page. He was in the paper, of course. It was in the Monday paper or Tuesday's paper. But I thought it would be interesting. He went to Facebook and posted what what his thoughts were and what his plans are. And it was interesting because just a local legislator, this isn't somebody that is uh, recognized across the United States. Uh, Maybe he is, Paul, I'm sorry. Maybe you are, and I'm saying that you're not, but Representative Paul Ray up in Clearfield, a state legislator, he had over 1,000 likes, 1.1 thousand likes to that particular post and he had over a thousand people share his post. Okay, that's a lot of interaction for just our little uh, microcosm of the world, right? And I thought it was interesting because out of those a thousand plus likes, almost 276 of them actually loved what he was doing, 803 liked what he was doing, which made about a total of about 1,080 people were like, yeah, I'm on the same page with you. Let's reopen Utah. Well, there were a few that were angry and there were 74 angry faces. And I thought, wow, that's, that's actually better numbers than I thought because I have Absolutely. seen, haven't you seen a lot of people kind of buying into, oh yeah, you've got to be safe got to be home so you're safe, right? And yes. people are starting to see hello their their pocketbook for example, they're starting to feel the the pain of not working and um there's more people, a large number more. You know, like 90% of the people are on board with let's open up Utah compared to 10% that are angry and want it to stay shut down. For whatever reason, I don't know whether that's fear or they're millennials that like being at home. I don't know, <laughs> which is, I'm sorry, I must apologize to those millennials, but some of them were kind of used to hanging out in a way. 
Well, yes, because there there are some that even though they are opening businesses, one of my friends has a, a pretty large business and they have employees that don't want to come back. And so they either want to continue getting paid for not working, which is how convenient and, you know, <laughs> And and somehow they think that our country is going to continue to thrive with that kind of a mentality, and and it can't. Well, the so. care package that they passed in D.C. incentivized people to not work. Yeah, because they were guaranteed a hundred percent of their their wages, right? So why go back to work if you can get unemployment and get the exact same amount of money? For not well, working. and so if you have an employee that doesn't want to come back to work and you fire them, well, then they can get unemployment and the employer has to pay that. That is just, that is just, how is that fair? That is, the names of these are just astonishing. Well, the good news is that care package that I think that had an eight week window to it and that was going to expire. But um, he brought up some points. Now, he did get pushback. Um, There's some entities, the Alliance for Better Utah. They said that Ray, uh, Representative Ray's post was dangerous and irresponsible to use his platform as a public official. And I thought, who else is in a better position to make um, a rational comment about what's going on than somebody who is involved in the task force, who's hearing all the data, right? Absolutely. He, he, he was hearing how many individuals get the flu and are hospitalized every year. Okay. And the only thing that's hard to track is the death rate because uh, the flu, the death rate of the flu is never been tracked very well because most people don't really die of the flu, they die of pneumonia, but that gets attached to the flu. And so um, he's going by number of cases compared to hospital stays, which we have that with the uh, coronavirus. But even in worse outbreaks than what we've experienced, we've never shut down the state before. And that's what his point was. Exactly. And you know what, Chris, even when it it reported in the Salt Lake Tribune that disease experts said that the coronavirus antibody tests show that the virus is significantly more lethal than the seasonal flu, it, it was reported last month. And as they are trying to figure things out, things have changed, but they're reporting from last month. You know, so it's not even currently because the numbers have significantly proven themselves not to be um, supported by what they're reporting. Right. And he, he's got more that he's going to address. We are heading up to a break. So we're going to um, pause for just a few minutes, but we'll return here shortly and continue talking about reopening Utah.
You're listening to the Liberty Mom Show here on the Loving Liberty Network. Liberty Noms who are defenders of the home front. Oh my goodness. And not only defenders of the home front, but they've been thrown into the education world as well, trying to keep all their kids on track for, for reading, writing, and arithmetic. And I have a feeling they're doing a better job than our public schools. How about you, Pamela? Well, you know, it depends on which home. I know that there are parents that are are seeing the amazing benefits of home education. And then I also see a group of, of parents that are saying, please get me out of this place. I, you know, teachers, I worship you. Please take them away. Yeah. And I, I see both sides. There's been a separating of the wheat and the tares, that's for sure. But yeah. um, we're finishing up talking. I And I'm, I'm sorry, I, everyone seems to talk about COVID, but there's there's so many aspects to talk about that it's hard not to have it part of your discussion. But what I do love is that in Utah, we have somebody who actually has some cognitive thinking skills and looked at the data, looked at what we've done in the past, is right in the hot seat of hearing what is um, the latest news nationwide here in Utah, medical health, all of that. And he has come to the conclusion that Utah overreacted, that we didn't need to shut everything down for us to ride out this pandemic. And so um, my hats are my hat is off to Representative Paul Ray. I would encourage you that those of you that are in his um, district up in Clearfield to contact him, and uh, even even those that are nationwide that are listening. Let your local lawmakers know that there's somebody, it is okay to speak out. And as we talked about in the last segment, the majority, 90% of the people commenting on his Facebook page are in favor of what he is saying. Yeah. So that is good news. That is very good news. And we need to let our governor and our lieutenant governor know who have both bought into this um, fear uh, model. Fear model, exactly. Thank you, Pamela. The fear model to um, to write out a, a pandemic when we actually go through a pandemic every year with the flu. Yes, and that comes from an epidemiologist who has studied that for twenty years. So, um, in Utah, besides this lawmaker, we've had a group of citizens. Uh, who have organized themselves. This is grassroots all the way. And they've created an organization called um, Utah Business Revival. And they are there to support our businesses who are trying to get up and running. And hopefully they can get up to speed quickly without the hindrance of the government. I just went to get my hair done today. So first time in a long time. And my the gal working with me said she was so behind because of these new cleaning law rules that she they're not laws, but cleaning rules after each client and the shampoo and the chair and this and that and everything. And she said, I didn't anticipate how much time that would take me. And it's, it's cut into my business where I can't schedule as many clients. Okay, so right there, we're seeing 
these little hoops that have to be jumped through. Yeah, bureaucracy. That will affect her overall income at the end of the day because she will lose time where she can't work with the client. You know, Chris, but there's, it's been going on a long time. I just take, for instance, in Morgan, there was a, a great incentive that we could get so much help for our roads. So we bought into applying for this grant. It was a million dollars. But when all was said and done, because you had to hire UDOT and you had to get all these certain requirements, they ran out of money that was it was way above the budget that they originally had thought. And they thought, oh, we'll get this done with plenty of money and maybe some to spare. They actually couldn't finish the job because everything that they were required to do, flagmen, um, follow these certain guidelines, actually took more money, taxpayer dollars, and the job never got finished. So we've been practicing it on our roads. Um, you know, but now it's applying to it, the individual It's stepping into their individual businesses, small business owners. That's a really hard hit for them. Well, and it gets back to the health departments that you mentioned earlier, having too much power. And Representative Ray is talking about not during a special session, thank you, but next year, he's looking to run a bill that will remove that um, unduly given power to our local county health departments. But what I thought was interesting is Utah Business Revival had a kind of a business rally last Saturday. And uh, I went down there, um, Delane, our other Liberty mom was there. And uh, we went down there to support it and see what was going on. And they had different businesses there. You could get your hair cut, you could get your nails done. There was massage all outside, all in the open space, which was very um, fun and uh, a great place to be. There was elected officials. But I thought it was interesting because I received an email. For some reason, when I went to the UN several years ago, I got on the liberal email list with my email address somehow. So I get all the socialist email updates and it's quite interesting to read. So they are talking about these protests against the state lockdown. And it's interesting to see their twist on it because um, they, uh, they attack this idea that we're, they, they think we're protecting Wall Street. That's the reason why we gathered last Saturday is we were there to protect Wall Street and their corporate profits. Wow, that's <laughs> and interesting. Nothing, could be further from the truth because we're there to help those individuals like Shelley Luther, who went to jail in Dallas, Texas this week, simply because she needed to feed her children. Okay, so she kept her salon open so that she could feed her family and so that her client, her employees could feed their families and she was put in jail and fined $7,000. Wow. Okay. So luckily, um, Shelly had a friend who set up a GoFundMe account. And right now, she's got about half a million dollars in the GoFundMe account to pay for her $7,000 fine. But they plan to take this through the court system to show that it you cannot have government overriding your private property rights. 
Okay. And so this is going to be a big legal battle because we saw government here in Utah and across the United States shut down private businesses. Well, and you know, if there's no pushback, if you give them an inch, they'll take it and they'll try and get a mile. So, you know, one of the businesses in Salt Lake said that she was, um, the mayor sent her uh, a warning that she was going to shut her business down until June or July. And she was told, she said, if you do that, I will sue you. And guess what the mayor of Salt Lake didn't do? I don't know how many people said that, but just that, could it have been one person standing up for what they understand is their liberty, which is real? Well, that's all it takes is pushback. See, as everybody yep. agrees, if everybody is complacent, then they continue to take what they just took from you and more down the road. Yeah. But um, anyway, it's interesting that those on the left, the far left, uh, are attacking those of us who are trying to stand up for our liberty and, and their our, liberty and We're their liberty up as for well. their liberty. Yes. But uh, it, it's just fun to see how they twist it. There were the capitalists and we see our profit machine grinding to a halt and they are counting on desperate workers and small employers to come to their defense so they think this is all an orchestrated effort, but it really is grassroots here in Utah. I can only speak to Utah, but I hope our listeners will really help your encourage your small business owners to open up their doors and that um, you're there to support them and you're anxious to see them get back to work. And we're um, thank you for joining us here on the Liberty Mom Show, and we will talk. We'll listen to you next time. 